All right, we are live. This is Orion Rising. I am your host. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into this show. Sorry, I had to mute my telephone. Mute my cell phone so that <clears throat> so we wouldn't have nothing pinging. It's bad enough that I have stuff pinging uh, on the screen as it is, right? So welcome, welcome, welcome. Share this out, share this out, share this out. Christy, welcome. Today, I'm going to be talking about news. This is Orion Rising News today. Had a lot to cover. I haven't been on with any news for quite a while. I've been sitting back and watching what's going on and uh, not really getting crazy like I was before during the election and, and stuff like that. However, <laughs> that being said, there's a lot to unpack, right? Hola, Aaron. Hola, brother. Share this out. Share this out. Talk of politics today. Going to piss people off. Aaron, you'll love it. <laughs> right? So, so uh, we we just had Joe Biden, a Democrat, lifelong slaver, person that for forty years you can look at his career. He was trying to resegregate the blacks and the whites and the Mexicans away from the whites, and all this for most of his career, ninety nine percent of it until Barack Obama made him the token white guy as the vice president. Now, why is that important? I'm sounding like a Republican. I am not. I am listed as no party affiliation. So just because I'm attacking the Democratic Party right now does not make me a conservative, nor does it make me a Republican. And you'll understand why. So we just had Joe Biden, who for most of his political career was trying to segregate and put black people back into chains. And he, ironically, is the president who just signed Juneteenth into a, a federal holiday. Those of you out there who have not heard of that, what the heck is that, Leo? Juneteenth is June 19th. Okay, now, what is the importance of that date? The importance of that date is that was the date that the slave owners in the state of Texas acknowledged, and they were the last state to do so, acknowledge the uh, Emancipation Proclamation signed by President Lincoln before his assassination. Why is that important? Okay. Let me explain that the dates of things become more important than the actual things themselves and the events themselves in American history and in most world history. And I'll give you some examples. The 4th of July. You, Most of you out there, 99% of you out there, believe that was the day that, that all of our forefathers signed the Declaration of Independence and we declared ourselves free from England. That is not true. It is a lie. The 4th of July was the date they started drafting the Declaration of Independence. It was not signed and or ratified until September of 1776. Even then, it had not been delivered to the King of England for more than six months after that. Because back then, they had to get on a voyage and sail, which took more than a month just to get to England. And the, the king made the emissary wait a very long time, a month or two, before he would even see him, knowing what was happening and why. Okay? Stalling the inevitable. So the truth is, if you use the same delivery system as Juneteenth being June 19th, the Independence Day of the United States of America would not be the, until the king acknowledged the signing or drafting of the Constitution 
to the United States of America or the, the Declaration of Independence saying, this is what we believe. So we went back to the date of the, the day that they wrote down, this is the 4th of July, and this is what we're starting to work on. Okay, so then it became synonymous, our Independence Day, then became the 4th of July, which no one signed that document until September, and the king didn't see it for another six months at least. So it should have been whatever the day was the king acknowledged that, if we're using the same analogy coming forward. Why is that important? Because it's political. Do you understand? It was political for uh, all the people to believe that the signing was done on the day that was drafted, the dates on the piece of paper. They knew it was going to be in history forever. Okay, so they said that was the day we declared ourselves free, and we didn't need the king to tell us that. We were free because we declared it so, and it was this date. However, come forward in time until now, the Democratic agenda is to paint Republicans as racists. When you can say, okay, Google, during the American Civil War, what was the political party of the South? Here's a summary from Wikipedia. After the election of Abraham Lincoln, Southern Democrats led the charge to secede from the Union and establish the Confederate States. The United States Congress was dominated by Republicans, save for Andrew Johnson of Tennessee. Okay, so when the Republicans elected Lincoln as their first president, Abraham Lincoln was an abolitionist. Do you understand what that means? He was trying to abolish slavery, and he ran as a Republican because they were the majority party, but they were conservative, and so he, he would realize they wanted to abolish slavery. But like the Republican Party traditionally, even back then and now, Mostly they're a bunch of pussies and they're weak and they can't get anything done unless they have numbers because they get pressured into it and they're weak men, weak, rich, white men. And they go, oh, and they kowtow. This is evident now. There's only a few who fight the rest kowtow. And that's why the, the Democrats buffalo them. We're doing it back then, doing it still to this day and continue doing that. And that's why it surprised them when Donald Trump stood up to them as a Republican, but an outsider. See, he didn't grow up as a Republican. Had he done that, he would have been a pussy and easily to push over. And the Democrats would have gotten everything they wanted. Look what they did when they went after the president. They, they basically walked back the Republicans into submission and impeached a sitting president once and then impeached a, a president after he was out of office a second time and got away with it. Then changed the laws. They're trying to do all this now. But the Republican Party now is stronger than it ever has been, and they're fighting back. Why is that important? Okay. During that time... They created, they mean, being the Southern Democrats after the war was over, the then president, before they assassinated him for doing so, signed the Emancipation Proclamation. He signed all slaves in this land to be free. Now, that was when? That was January 1st, 1863. Why then, when we signed the day for uh, independence for slavery, is it June 19th, 1865 is the date? Because the, the slavers in Texas refused to allow the slaves to know that they were, there was a declaration of their freedom. And it took all that time. It took two years and six months, or two years and five months, roughly, 
before somebody told the slaves in Texas that they were freed. They were the last slaves to be free. Therefore, when they come forward in time, instead of giving credit for the freedom of the slaves to the president who signed the paperwork and his people drafted it because they're Republican, they are now saying that the true freedom date of America is June 19th, 1865, because that was when the, oh, everybody was freed. Now, I do agree with that. Don't get me wrong. It's political. They don't want to give the Republicans credit. They still don't. Most of the stories you hear say that President Lincoln didn't want to sign the Declaration of Independence and only did it because he was had pressure from uh, other people. That is a complete lie. If you look at real history and not just listen to what someone tells you, he ran to free the slaves. And they fall back on when he made a statement that said, I know that when I sign this, I will tear this country asunder, tear it apart worse than it is now. That's a true statement. He really said that. But he didn't say, I don't want to sign this and I'm only signing this because I am having pressure. And he wouldn't say that even if he was, but that's not why he said it. He said it because he knew it would divide this country and the country is still divided to this day over that. Hundreds of years later. Okay, but why is any of this important, Leo? It's important because when they signed the Declaration of Independence, they stated in there that all men are created equal with unalienable rights. And that was a lie. It meant all white people are free and equal with unalienable rights. So it wasn't all humans. Okay? So I thoroughly believe that we should actually change the 4th of July as our Independence Day. If we really want to be uh, technical about it, it should be June 19th. Because we're using that date because that was the date that everyone was then declared and officially recognized as being free. Okay? So then what you had was you had those same Southern Democrats invent the Ku Klux Klan to try and put a stop to and, and make people afraid to be free. And you can look this up. There were 2 million KKK members by 1912. 99.999% of them were de Democrats. These same Democrats, think about this now. During the civil rights movement back in the 1960s, how old were all these Democrats that are here now that are in their 80s and 90s that are still in charge? Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, <clears throat> these people that are, that are there, Dianne Feinstein. Joe Biden, what was their political uh, persuasion 20, 30 years ago? Joe Biden spent most of his 45 years in office as a racist white individual who was trying to put the slave chains back on black people. Then he changed his mind when he was able to become vice president, and he didn't say anything more about that, but he still palled around with all of these guys who were in the KKK. And it was literally when they were trying to beat Donald Trump that he changed his whole attitude. Can people change? Yeah, yeah, they can. Maybe he did. I just find it ironic that the guy who spent 45 years in public service trying to desegregate or resegregate, I apologize, resegregate all of the American population was the guy that signed the actual paper as president that makes it official that Juneteenth is now a formal federal holiday celebrating when all humans were were freed in america and that's still a lie because native americans 
are still, uh, they're not slaves, but there's still a genocide going against them where it, that is trying to be done by the government, by the government who took over their land and their, and their uh, places. So I think that I like Juneteenth. I don't know why we're calling it that, right? I mean, I guess that's a good name because June 19th, and so it's Juneteenth. They combined the two. But I, I think that that should be our new Declaration of Independence Day. That should not, the 4th of July was a lie. It was when we became independent from a king's tyranny, only to be ruled by 5,000 kings here. People were not all free until June 19th, 1865. So I, I believe that should be the holiday that we should we should we should call our true Independence Day or maybe our Freedom Day. Maybe we should use Independence Day for the Fourth of July and keep celebrating the fact that that was when we said we could take care of ourselves, which was a lie in and of itself. It meant we landowners don't want to pay your tithing; we want to have all the money for ourselves. Oh, and by the way, we're still keeping the niggers because that's what they did. Okay. But then during the Civil War, you can say, "Oh, well, let's fall back on that." It's a lie, Leo. That Lincoln was a was a, a true Republican, and he had no backbone or no spine, and that's why he freed the slaves. And it was the what the one the two guys in the Republican Party that were tough. Well, who was that then? Who's your who's your hero? You should have a hero if you if you guys believe that. Then who's the guy that convinced him to sign this? Who's the person who drew that stuff up? That should be the person who we should be calling the new George Washington. But nobody seems to know that person's name. Why? Because it doesn't exist. There were people there. It was the Congress, were mostly Republicans, of the United States government. So it would have been the 13th or 14th Congress because he was the 16th president. Right? It could have been the 17th or 18th. It's always, you always get that backwards. The Congress always precedes the president. So... So it would have been maybe the 17th Congress of the United States. But don't quote me. I'm not a scholar on, on that. Okay. But I do know a few things. So I'm, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, Juneteenth. I think it's a great thing. But I think we need to explain to the American population, first of all, why it's June 19th and not January 1st. And then make it a big freaking deal. They're on the news about it, but nobody's making a big deal out of it. They're like, yeah, Juneteenth is the celebration for the freedom uh, of America. And then they just kind of drop it. That's it. This is a big freaking thing. This is the most important thing that has happened to this country. Oh, well, it's done for politics. You're right. You're right. It is purely done for politics. Right? And the only reason that it's being done right now is because they're trying to paint Republicans as the as the racist slave owners that they actually are and were traditionally. You can look this up. Okay? Most of the people in the South were Republican or were Democrats, and those who were Republicans left for the North when the Civil War started. Okay, so you had mostly Republicans in the North and mostly Democrats in the South, and it stayed that way, right? Southern Democrats, anybody who's ever lived in the South, they're preaching over here, going, "You're preaching it, Leo." Right now, could political parties uh, flip to the point where where the white racist uh, people became Republicans and the and the and the white non-racist became Democrats? Absolutely, because anything could change, especially when you get to the moderate middle of the ground uh, uh, balance between the two, you know, polars, uh, you know, polarizing uh, uh, entities of the Democratic and the Republican Party. So yeah, that could have happened, right? It could very well, but. Honestly, when you look at the politics of who's been racist traditionally last year, the year before that, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, there's this D after the last name of the person, not an R. I'm just saying, right? Just pointing that out.
Okay, so I think it's a good thing. I still think we have a long ways to go in this country to really truly abolish the slavery and to fix things. So so we need more talk. We need more more things. But this is a step in the right direction. And let's hope the Democratic Party is not doing it just because of politics, because they usually only do, most of these politicians only do on both sides, things because of politics, because of the way it looks. And they get, which would they have a D or an R after their name is when we want that to go down in history, that we did that. So they've been pretending and lying that Democrats didn't have anything to do with slavery, nor the KKK. We don't even want to talk about that. But all of a sudden, in the last eight years, truly last four, all of a sudden when they're trying to regain power from these Republicans, they became what the Democratic Party has traditionally been since the signing of the Declaration of Independence in this country. But they're your best friends, guys. Because they give you money, Black Lives Matter, Antifa. Because they give you money, they're your best friends. And you guys give them a pass for being the biggest racists on the face of the earth. The fathers and grandfathers of the people who are giving you money also beat and whipped and raped your women and children. Your grandfather and great-grandfather and great-grandmother. That was those people. My people weren't even here yet. We were in Europe where slavery had already been abolished long before that. Okay. We got here after that, and none of my people ever had any slaves. And I've proven that on paper to the timeline and the places where my people were in this country and how they got here and where from. Okay. So we've never had slaves. My, my family has never owned slaves. We were slaves. We came here to get away from that. Okay. We came here to get away from that. So, all right. So that's my take on that. I think Juneteenth, June 19th should be celebrated as as the Freedom Day for America because America truly became free at that point, all Americans. But then, let's be honest, women didn't have a shit say until the 60s. Okay, so now can we truly say that that was the Freedom and Independence Day of the United States when it was only half, it was only the men? And that women didn't get a chance to say anything or even vote on things until the late 60s. So should we look at that as our true Independence Day over that? Well, no, because that has nothing to do with race. We don't care about women. It's about black lives, man. We don't care about women having a say. So truthfully, we weren't even free then. We still have work to do. Okay. So we should then look at that and set aside a day, maybe reevaluate this Juneteenth thing and this 4th of July thing and look at when all of us were all, yeah, still discrimination, right, Christy? Still discrimination, no matter how you look at it, right? So that's crazy. I understand that. And I'm probably pissing some of you off, but let's be serious about this. Just because the last black people were freed doesn't mean America was, was free. Because they weren't. The other half, 50%, and it's actually two to one. Women are actually outpopulate men two to one. So that means that it wasn't 50% of the population. It was like 75% or you know whatever that works out to be. 47, no, 50, 60, 72, approximately. So let's say 75, 70, 68 to 75% of the population was still basically a slave go get in the kitchen get barefoot have kids cook my dinner clean my house fuck me when i want you to and i'll go out and bring home the food 
and that makes me the man. Ooh. Until the 60s when they got tired of that shit. So then we became free. Truly. Everyone had an equal say. Still not true. We know that, right? Black people are being oppressed. Women are still not getting fair wages and not getting fair advancements. Christy's typing it as I'm saying it, right? <laughs> Sexual harassment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we still have work to do. I think it's a good sign that we're trying to change still. That shows that we're ongoingly evolving as a nation. We went through the, the thralls of throwing off the yoke of a king, and then we went through the thralls of of uh, oppression and we threw off slavery and then we were oppressing women and we, we, we still have, you know, treating people bad with the slavery, with the systemic stuff that's going on. So, but we're evolving. And I think it's important to show that because people, certain people in certain political uh, groups, um, the Democrats and all news agencies are uh, trying to paint this nation as this wild West show of, of white racists on the verge of putting everybody back in slave chains and killing Jesus and putting them up on a cross in the middle of Arizona or Utah. Right. Or at the four corners, that would be a perfect spot. Four corners where all the, where all the uh, Hopis and the Anasazi live, the most spiritual people on the face of the earth with string Jesus up there, right next to a black guy on one side and a woman on the other, maybe a couple of Jews and um, you know, maybe a few other people we can get pissed off at throw in there they're non-white wait native americans put them up there too right crucify them all put them all into chains that's it only white people rule yeah yeah come on man that oh wow i just quoted uh, joe biden president yikes come on man he stole that from espn we all know that right because you watch that show and they have that segment they have it on NFL. They have it on everything. Come on, man. That's been going on for like five years. So, okay. So my point here is that we, I want to show, and I'm trying to show that we are making progress. And, you know, and, and people just look at me and you're white. So you're automatically a racist. And, and all of you Democrats are already triggered and have changed the channel and have already made up your mind about where this conversation was going to go when I, when I talked about it in the very beginning. So the only people that are still here are the people that are moderates somewhere, whether they're whatever political persuasion doesn't matter because they're moderate enough to actually stay long enough to hear what I have to say. Right. They didn't get triggered and run off. <clears throat> and those of you who got triggered and ran off, Good riddance. Don't want you around anyway, because you're not intelligent enough to actually wait and listen, hear what's going on. You're too busy going, trigger, trigger, trigger. Ah, I hate this man. He's an evil racist. Okay, so now let's move away from that. I'm going to trigger some more people now, okay? Now I want to get on to this whole COVID vaccine uh, predicament that we're in, right? California, just, just literally midnight last night, allowed everybody to open up, but they're still, of course, trying to keep people locked down the best way they can. And they're trying to give incentives. I know Reese is over here dying laughing, right? <laughs> so is Christy. So, so the, the, the uh, um, states that now, and then why was all this, how does this tie into, it ties into because of the political persuasion. So now we have the same Democrats who are, who are Uncle Tom all of a sudden, you know, who used to be the, the slave owners of slave traders and killed uh, President Lincoln because he freed the slaves, refused to tell the slaves that they were free until they found out on their own two and a half years later where somebody else strolled into this town and went, don't you know you guys are free? What? Here's a piece of paper signed by the president 
two and a half years ago. And they went, you guys, and then they were free, right? So, yeah, what is it? but it's okay for Alicia uh, Garza to own seven mansions. This is Christy. I'll put it up on the screen, but I'm reading it for those of you who are listening on the MP3 file. Uh, it's okay for uh, uh, Alicia Garza to own seven mansions with all the money from Black Lives Matter. Now, if you don't know who Alicia Garza is, Alicia Garza is the founding member of Black Lives Matter and the president, who's, who's African-American, and she's taken all that free money for the nonprofit to help uh, black people. Wait, no, I'm sorry. Black Lives Matter doesn't help black people unless it has something to do with a white cop shooting that black person. Otherwise, they don't give a shit about any other black people. That's weird. Why would they call themselves Black Lives Matter? Why don't they just call themselves anti-cop? Oh, wait, there is a place that's called that. It's Antifa, which is supposed to be, which means anti-fascism. And Antifa is a fascist organization. And they do everything that is in the book of fascism. Look it up. Look up fascism. Look up the word. Look up the political persuasion. Look up what that entails. And you'll see that Antifa is that. Black Lives Matter is supposed to be helping black lives. I say they should be doing that. And when when Latinos kill black lives, they should be pissed off. When Chinese people kill black lives, they should be pissed off. When Native Americans kill black lives, which doesn't really ever happen, they should be pissed off. If a politician kills a black life, they should be pissed off. If a Russian kills a black man, they should be pissed off. Or a black person. Why is it that when a black person kills another black person, Black Lives Matter is crickets? Why is that? Hmm. But I retort, I'm just a evil, white, persecuting slave owner, slave trader, slaver, right? Isn't that what you guys say about me? Okay. Don't care because I'm not. Okay. So now, what does all this have to do with anything that has to do with the vaccination, right? Oh, hold on. Sherry punched up something here, right? Yeah, true enough. Christy said, true enough, Leonard. Um, let's see. My family sold off. Let's see what... what Sherry says here, Sherry Putnam says, my family sold off and um, brought, oh, I said, my family was sold off and brought here, were carried the, carry the name of the plantation owner, right? Oh, see, I didn't, I didn't even know that, Sherry. I, ha I had no idea. I didn't even know that you were, uh, that your family were slaves or, or that you were any other color than the color of, of the internet. <laughs> I did not know that. Okay. So, um, the UK was similar. Yeah, they did that. In the, but the UK freed them uh, sooner. But you're right. They, they had they carried the name. Right. My family picked fruit in the 1950s, lived in tents. They used the the fundraisers and schemes, um, you know, blackmail payoffs, et cetera. Right. So I, you know, I didn't I didn't know that we have never talked about, um, you know, uh, your background before your family's background. So seeing that's terrible because it, it continued. It does continue to this day. Racism continues to this day, and the and the uh, all the Hispanics, the Latinos, are the new underground race, slave race that there is. But they're involved in it themselves, right? They're involved in it themselves. In fact, they're propagating it themselves. They're the ones that are bringing all the drugs and trafficking the drugs to Americans who are more more than willing to pay you know money out of their pockets like crazy to to get all these dr drugs that they're bringing in here, and they're also bringing in slaves. Uh, you know, to be used in a sexual manner and then picking them up off the streets, grabbing every race. It doesn't matter because all the people are diverse here and they want to have sex with little boys and little girls of all races. So all of that's going on underground, paid for and operated uh, alongside the American government with the uh, secret agencies because they get a lot of money out of that. I mean, let's be serious. It's all politics. 
right? Anybody who has any ties to the Secret Service in any country will tell you that. Global politics and social economics has nothing to do with the borders of the countries that we have. And that's become more apparent in the Democratic parties or that that you know that type of persuasion all around the world where they keep trying to tell you this is a here's the here's the 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 flip-flop of that and then we'll eventually we'll get into the uh into the vaccine because that's doing the same thing so these same people think about this now these same people the democrats that are in charge in this country and whatever the political name for them is in all the other countries in the world that you know who they are they're the conservative uh left uh, leaning um a socialists that are that are trying to take control of your country if not have total control of your country or the state that you live in. Now, they're saying on a geopolitical scale, the worst thing you can do is have identity politics in mind. Donald Trump is evil because he was a nationalist. Nationalism means that he is a nationalist and nationalism means that he is for... He is thinking for the, the, the people and the nation to which he is per, currently a citizen of. So Donald Trump ran on the ticket of America first, make America great, make America better, make America great again, whatever all that stuff was. And then, um, you know, made us independent from, on, on fossil fuels, uh, independent on textiles uh, for the first time in, in like almost 80 years. America was completely uh, self-reliant and only had American products. In fact, we were exporting products to the rest of the world and becoming the most dominant uh, um, uh, fuel source on the planet. All roads led to America, so we're more prosperous and would have been and continually would have been now uh, than than ever before in in the history of our, our country. So that's bad. That's bad because the Democrats are, are globalists and they're saying, no, no, no. See, there should be no borders. <clears throat> you have to stop thinking in the ideology of individualism uh, or race or color or borders or country or creed. We have to break all of that down and have one centralized world government where we're in charge. And I don't say we as in white people. I say we as in they saying that to us. And who are they? They are the elite rich people and they're not just white most of them are though i'll grant that most of them are worst thing that happened to this uh, world was white people showed up and got all white on the whole place decided wanted to take over right so so they they're telling you all of that is bad because we want you to believe that we don't need a border people can come and go as they please well, all of that just goes away and we don't have to worry about war anymore because we'll all be the same centralized government for the whole world with us in charge and you as our slaves. Yet, outwardly, these same people are on the air constantly talking race politics and getting you and trying to teach children race politics. Right? We have this gender-neutral ideology, but yet in schools we're teaching this critical race theory, which teaches that you are a part of a race and you have to acknowledge that you fit into some invisible, maybe even written down on a piece of paper, agenda that says this race is first and then that race and then that race in this order. And each one of you, Billy, Bobby, Jenny, you belong to one of those races and that's your class that's your cast, and that's where you're where you're at. And all of that is wrongful thinking. 
but we want you to realize it. And all of you white people have to be ashamed of yourselves because the system is inherently set up for you and you alone. And that's why only white people are the ones who ever make it anywhere. It's your fault because you're white and their fault because they're white and they set the whole thing up and I can't get anywhere and nobody of any other color can get anywhere because we're not white. So they're teaching you that all races matter, all countries matter, and that you should be fighting against that while saying that no country matters and no race matters. And no border matters because we should have one centralized government where these same people are in charge of it. Do you, do you understand what I just showed you there? So, so I believe in, I believe so heartily into this Democratic Party. I'm buying on the Green New Deal. So, therefore, to break down all borders and not think of a country or a race or a creed or a anything that identifies me with anything other than I am a human being. And I can't even say human. It has the word man in it. Right? So I'm a they being, us being from the planet Earth. Okay? So, and we're, we only have the rich and the elite who consider us slaves anyways, but they're the ones that are in charge because they told me that. But in, to, to accomplish that, they have to get everybody pissed off about race, creed, and color to get us all to fight and give them the power. We have the answers. Just sign here and we'll take care of you. Trust us. Meanwhile, hate yourselves, fear your neighbors, fear everyone except us because we're trying to break all that down. But who's the one who's propagating that and teaching it? The very people who are trying to say that we shouldn't have it are making it bad first so that they can try and make it go away. Do you understand? And if it doesn't work that way, they don't care because they've still accomplished what they wanted to accomplish. So that's why you have Antifa being the most fascist organization, terrorist organization on the planet. And you have Black Lives Matter being the, being the, uh, you know, only for black specific black boys and girls harmed by white people. So it shouldn't be called Black Lives Matter. It should be called anti-white people or anti-police department, right? The anti-police league only when it, when it comes to them shooting black people. It's a big name, but you can, you can hyphenate shit, right? You can just use the first letter of every word and come up with some little anagram acronym, something that sounds cool, like Antifa. Because you're not supposed to say it as Antifa because it's anti-fascism. So you're supposed to say Antifa, Antifa, Antifa. Because it means anti-fashion, fascism. But they're not anti-fascism. They are fascist. Just like Black Lives Matter are racists. Why? Because they call everyone else a racist. If you say that everyone is racist, it's because you, me, if I say that, it's because I am judging you by your race. Or I'm telling you that you judge other people by your race, which means I judged you. I'm judging you because I feel that I'm smarter than you and you're not smart enough to understand that you're racist. You're so racist that it's subconscious and you don't even know you're racist. But I know that because I'm superior to you. Wait. So what you're saying is that your race is superior to my race mentally and I am too stupid because of the race I am to actually see what's going on. That's racist in and of itself. 
my race is more intelligent than yours and we can see the truth because your race enslaved my race and it, that's what gives me the perspective of being able to say who is and who isn't racist because everyone was racist against us last. So that makes me the authority on who in fact is racist. And since this entire nation was set up because of and for and to propagate racism, I'm sorry, where did you get that notion? That is untrue. There is nowhere in any ideology written in any book. Oh, no. See, Leo, it's, it's a hush-hush behind closed doors thing, but you know it's there. If you're looking for it, you can see it. It's esoteric. You know, I've tried to go down that road and look for that all my life because people keep saying that, that there's systemic problems in this country. And every time I do that, I see people who are evolving and becoming more and more and more integrated and free, giving individual races, colors, creeds, and sexes their own power and making sure that they have that power and that nobody can stop them legally from doing that and giving them concessions, dates, months, Right. I refer here to Pride Week, Pride Month, Black Live, you know, Black uh, 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 History Month. Right. There's there's these things that are there to show the history of their strife. We don't have Chinese History Month, Irish History Month, Russian History Month, German History Month, Native American History Month. We should we should have made Native American History year every two years for what they've been through. But we're doing, we're still trying to do these things to make things better. And we're evolving. So how can you say that nothing has ever changed unless you're making it up? And that this system is so systemically racist that nobody can see it except for us, those of us who were the last slaves. We're, we're superior uh, intellectually, right? Because we couldn't figure out how to get ourselves out of slavery because we're so, so more intelligent. And then, the, then we bite the hand of the people who actually freed us, right? And we're ungrateful for people dying to make sure that we got our freedom. Because ultimately, that's what happened. You're aware of that. It wasn't like the South and North were fighting over keeping the slaves and the North were just killing the people in the South uh, because, well, we eventually we're going to keep the slaves anyway, uh, but we're just going to keep killing these Southern boys till they're gone and take over their land and take all their slaves. If that was the case, there wouldn't have been enough people to ratify and put into law their freedom, but there was. Oh, well, that was just because they were the only ones. Uh, that, yeah, but they were voted in and they weren't voted out afterwards. They were seen as heroes. The only people that were pissed off were the people in the South, and those are the ones who killed Abraham Lincoln over it because he freed the slaves, so they shot him in the head. Okay, so we do still need to have some, some concessions and some work done and some talk, but nobody wants to talk. Everybody keeps saying they want to talk, but then who are the people that are going to stand up and represent? Right, it's not Black Lives Matter. That lady's buying more houses. She's taking the money and running. So who is it? Right, we need it. We need Martin Luther King. We need somebody that was that is like that. But there isn't these days. They they don't allow that. You have to be a you have to be blowing shit up and, and looting and pillaging. Um, but you know, hey, that's okay. And then their then their idea of that is well, those people just need to make money and they're they're poor. So you know, there there's insurance for those uh, stuff that they burn down and sell. So it'll all come back. It's just a game. So it's okay for us to steal justification of violence for profit because one race was was persecuted by another race hundreds of years ago is is not adult thinking. 
it's okay for the descendants three times removed from from slavery to burn things down and wreak havoc because their their great 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 grandparents couldn't do that. So it's okay. They're getting their animosity out for them now. Okay. So wh- who's next? We have a whole long long list. Native Americans were more oppressed than that. How long do they get? Do they get a year to rape and pillage and murder and it's okay and you don't do anything about it? Because up next, we have the Irish who for 500 years were persecuted by the English. Up next, we have the Hebrews, the Jewish people who are persecuted for a thousand years. Up next. Right? I could keep going. So whose who's time is it to, to wreak havoc and pillage and murder and rape and burn shit down and steal things because they were persecuted hundreds of years ago? Who's, you know, are we going to have that like they do with the, what was that movie where they had that one day where everybody got to kill and, and, and pillage and rape? So we're going to do that then? Is that what we're going to do? And everybody's going to hide and or go out and fight like gladiators for no reason just to kill people and afterwards go, I killed people in the name of Ireland in the name of Irish people being oppressed. And I sought out the, the English because they oppressed me and I murdered English to do it. Because then what we're doing is propagating that hate. And now the English are going to want revenge. So somewhere down the road for being prosecuted because they were prosecuting people, they're going to want to prosecute people back and it never ends. Hatred begets hatred and just continues the cycle. If you continue t- teaching hatred, you're going to have hatred. Right to teach about hatred, to learn about hatred without trying to get people to be hateful is what Martin Luther King was doing. Mahatma Gandhi was doing that. Jesus Christ was doing that. Muhammad was doing that. These leaders sacrificed their lives. How many people in Antifa or Black Lives Matter would do the same and be strung up or stoned to death for what they believe? to prove a point, to become a martyr. See, that's when you start saying, well, no, that's crazy stuff. That's crazy talk because that's what the, you know, the scary Arab dudes things up and teach you. You're going to get 47,000 virgins uh, in heaven and, and, you know, then you're going to be king there and you get to have sex every day forever with a new person who's brand new. Woo, sign me up. All I have to do is what? Strap this on and pull this thing and blow myself into smithereens. I'm in. Let's do it. Let's do it twice on Wednesday. Okay. So obviously we have some work to do, but I think that we should acknowledge the changes that we have made and stop focusing on lies propagated by the very people who are trying to, to, to make you believe there is a problem for the only reason is political gain for them because they want world domination. Look it up. Look into it. Both sides are doing it. I'm not saying it's only the Democrats. Right now it's the Democrats because they're the ones that are in power. As soon as the Republicans get in power, they do it too. They just they just harp from a different angle. But if but the underlining uh, line they're towing is still the same rich elite party line. You guys need to get that through your thick skulls. There is not Democrats versus Republicans. There's Democrats and Republicans. And they're the same. They just talk from a different side of the same perspective. They're the two powers that are trying to vie for control. So one feeds you one line of bullshit and the other one feeds you another line of bullshit. And they try to run to the to the extreme as soon as they get into power. Look what Reagan did. Reagan ran as a Democrat, switching to become a Republican as a moderate and then became the most uh, right wing conservative that we've ever seen in this country. 
Was that an agenda before he got into power? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Look that up. Then you have the Bushes, who they got in power and stayed sort of at the moderate level, but pretended that they were right-wingers, when in truth, they were doing exactly what the what Obama did right after he got into office and what uh, Clinton's doing or, uh, Obama's, or uh, Biden's doing now. It was the same agenda. They just went further to the left. They were swinging over here to the right, but it was the same agenda, total domination, world power for the same people. You guys need to open up your eyes and see that. Okay, so with that, prefacing all of that, that should have triggered 90% of the people that are out there, right? Oh, oh so Sherry's actually quoting right here. Let's put this up. That's, that's good, right? We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, it does not mean we are perfect humans. That's one of the greatest things I've ever seen anybody say. And if you guys don't understand that we, the people, in order to form a more perfect union, is the beginning of what? Look that up. <laughs> Look that up, people, and tell me what that opening line is from. If you're American, you should know it. Okay, so I'm not even going to tell you what it is, because if you don't know it, I'm ashamed of you. If you are over the age of 12 and you live in the United States of America, uh, and you went to school here from to, to learn America, you know, because if you just got here and you're, you know, 25 years old, but you haven't been in America for more than two weeks, you may not know the answer to that. Okay. So now let's get to this, to this, uh, you know, mess. I was talking to my sister today. We're talking about the quarantines now and the lockdown. And some of you out there don't realize this because the news doesn't propagate this, doesn't tell you this, tries to scare you into believing that during this lockdown for the last 15, 16 months now, Almost 17 months now. Depends on when you start counting. Uh, originally, they started counting in January, and then it wasn't until March, but that was weird because there was already people dying from January to March and still on the list of COVID. So um, it's kind of fuzzy when they started counting when COVID actually hit. Now they're realizing, uh, like I had said before, hey, wait, we think that COVID was rampant in December. And I say it goes back to October and November and then rampant, of course, in December. And they're just now starting to backtrack. It's funny. Everything I've reported on, if you go back in my archives and you look during this COVID uh, process, Everything that I have reported on is now in the mainstream news and is now being talked at as fact and uncovering all this new information and all of this stuff changes everything. And it was everything I reported on for the last 14, 15, 16 months. Not a joke. They're even quoting the same sources that I had. I'm not I'm not kidding you. OK, so you can go back and look at this, all the stuff that I said when everybody was deleting me and saying I was a conspiracy theorist and it was debunked conspiracy stuff is now mainstream. Oh, well, see, the same thing went on when when that whole uh, craziness went on with the debacle that was Donald Trump's uh, presidency, when everybody was trying to uh, go after him. Uh, in fact, he even said during the campaign, I'm being spied on by the American government. Everybody said he's nuts. It was a conspiracy theory. Now we find out he was and he was telling the truth and he knew it. So. The same thing. Everything that I said then, it took four and a half years, almost five years for it to come out. And everything that I said came out to be true. OK, so and then as the COVID, it was the same thing. It still is. You can go back and look at anything that I have said. Now, I'm not trying to say that I'm a genius, but I am. And I'm not trying to say that I'm the only one who figured it out because I'm not by far. Thousands, millions of us, probably even a billion of us have figured this out in the last 15, pardon me, 15 months. Okay, so. So the lockdown that they're telling you to get back to that really quickly, because that's where I was started this portion here. 
most of you are watching the news and they say, you know, everybody's locked down except for, you know, the small pockets. And that's not true. In the beginning, when everybody locked down, there were 17 states in the United States who never did. They never locked down at all. And more followed suit as time went on. And guess what? The amount of people per 100,000 or per million who got the virus and died from the virus was the exact same number of the people in every lockdown state and every lockdown country on the entire lockdown planet. I did the math back then. I did the math every day. I did the math, and this is not joking. I did the math every day and every week and every month for the last 15 months, and the the death ratio and, and exposure rate and uh, and and uh, um, uh, communicable. Uh, um, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for here? Uh, the ability for the for the virus to penetrate the human body and make people sick has always been the exact same numbers. It's never changed. The infectious rate has always been constant, give or take a few percentages. The death rate or survival rate has been constant, give or, give or take a few tenths of a percent from the beginning until today. It's never changed. It's always been the same. The amount of people dying from it, they made it look like kept going up and up and up and up and up, but it was not. It was actually going down, 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 down. It got so obvious they had to stop telling you about that. The amount of people dying from it was, was going down. The amount of people catching it was going down. The amount of people they're surviving it was going up. So then they tried to tell you that the only way we can get herd immunity, not by people who survive it and have immunity, because that was the definition of herd immunity for the first 5 million years that we lived here, was that those people who survived a virus had the antibodies for that virus and they would spread that antibody to other people who haven't had that virus yet and or people who currently had it through physical contact, touching, hugging, kissing, having sex with somebody, right? Eating off their plate, touching their food, their food touching the things they touched, living in the same house with them, sitting on the toilet that they sat on, flipping the switch that they flipped. We have bacteria that is on our skin, in our skin, in the sweat glands, in our hands, and everywhere. And everything that we touch, we leave that residue there, and that stuff lives. That's why we're worried about transmitting. Quick, wash your hands. This entire lockdown was designed to drag out the virus as long as possible. Don't touch anyone. Don't smell them. Don't get near them. Wash your hands. Keep sanitizing your hands so you kill all bacteria, good and bad, off of your hands so that you can't transmit nor receive any good bacteria, or <laughs> I mean any bad bacteria. But it meant the same thing because that is both. If you look up herd immunity prior to COVID, it meant that people who survived the virus, when enough of them, the whole herd, when enough of them survived the virus, they transmitted those pathogens, those antigens, those, those markers that would kill the virus to other people, and the body would have that in their DNA ready if they caught the virus. Instead of getting the virus and dying from it, they would get a cold or a flu, and it would last a few days or a week or so, and your body would build up the immunities that you have in there on file from shaking hands with your brother who survived the plague, and then you would not die from it, and you would have a lesser 
a, a hard time than he did because you already had the antibodies there. His body had to create them. Yours just had to create them from already having one there. You didn't have your immune system didn't have to figure out how to defeat that virus. It had to recognize that it had the cure for it and then make a bunch of them. Your immune system is very smart and does that. And then we reach herd immunity when enough people have that that uh, you know uh, antibodies to destroy that virus. Then the virus mutates into another because it wants to live. So it mutates slightly from that strand to a new strand so that it can infect the same people who had the other strand. Then your body, somebody's body says, well, this one's similar to that other one. And they figure it out and they get antibodies. And the next thing you know, they pass it on to other people. Again, herd immunity is reached when enough people have that. So now with COVID, all of a sudden, that definition and that science doesn't work anymore because the only way we can reach herd immunity is for you to get a shot that the chemicals we give you in the shot will spawn in your body for your immune system to create the antibodies. So we're delivering the antibodies to you, but we're doing it through a shot, not through human touch, but through a shot only. And that's the only way we can reach herd immunity is that you guys all have to have the shot. But that's a lie. That's not how herd immunity works. And here's the other thing that really I have to laugh at is that now they're trying to incentivize people. Why would they be doing this? Incentivize people to get the shot. Here in the state of California, if you've gotten the shot, there's a lottery. You could win $50,000 a day and $1.5 million every week. So if you get the shot, your name goes in the lottery every single time. And then you have companies and sports teams. We'll give you free tickets to come and see our show, our football team, our baseball team, our basketball team, if you've had the shot. So now you have people going, man, if I get the shot in the state of California, I might win tickets to go and see every major uh, sporting event. And now they're going, we'll give you tickets to movies. We'll give you tickets for free dinner. So they're going to give you everything once again for free, but you got to have that shot. What is so important about that shot that they're willing to pay tens of millions of dollars, probably close to trillions of dollars just in the state of California to incentivize you to get it? Yeah, Darren, I'm not getting the shot either. Darren says, I'm not getting that shot. No, I'm not either. Is that Darren? Am I saying that right? Yeah. So that two R's, D-A-R-R-I-N. That's Darren. Okay. But I agree with you. Why would they? What's in that shot that's so damn important that you can't get naturally on this planet when more people, 100 a million, 130 million people or so have survived this? It's actually a larger number than that. I'm not sure what it is. I'll have to look it up. So they're like, well, we've inoculated almost 200 million people in America, and America only has 360, 380. Well, that's not really true, is it? 380 people listed by census. In America, but we know that if, if we go by that number, here's those fuzzy math again and the different weird things. We're, we supposedly only had 11 million illegal aliens in the United States in 1984, 1982, when Ronald Reagan was, was the president, 1980. And I'm led to believe that we didn't get one more new one from then until 2020. Because they're still saying the number is, is, is uh, um, only 11 million. I, I think it's more like 100 million 
or 200 million. So I don't think there's 360 million Americans. I think there's more like 580 million people running around in the streets of America, maybe more. Most of them are, you know, almost half are undocumented. They're starting the, the digital wallet here, Reese says, right? He says they're starting the digital wallet here, offering four times $25 vouchers to join. Yeah, see, they're starting to come up with, with incentives here. See, it's against the law in the United States to force people to have a vaccine. It's against the Constitution of the United States. So they're trying to get around it by saying, well, we're going to lift the guidelines, but corporations for safety purposes can still deny you access to their store because they don't want you to infect your employees. But wait, they're also saying their employees need to have the shot. So wait a minute now, which is it? If you have the shot, you're immune to COVID, but we don't want anybody who hasn't had the shot to get anywhere near me. Why? If I have the antibodies, I shouldn't have to worry. Those of you who have the shot don't need to. You don't have to wear a mask. Well, then why is it that people who haven't had the shot need to wear a mask? Who are they going to give that to? Each other? Because it's not going to be given to the people who have the vaccine because they have the antibodies. So they won't get it and die. But wait. No, no, no. It's not that way. See, here's that stuff where they're giving you, they're, they're telling you one thing. We don't want to have anything to do with race or country or creed. We want one global government. However, you need to know where you fit in the society that's evil that you're in now. So we want to teach you critical race theory so you understand what it is to live in the system that you're in now. Because we want to destroy that system, and this is what we're going to give you. None of that. But we're giving it to you now, and we're going to carry that over into the new system. So... So we're giving you the shot, and you're free. If you got the shot, you're okay and don't need to, to wear anything anymore or socially distance. But those people, those non-vaxxers, got to stay away from you. Why? Because the truth is you can transmit the antibodies to those people that you have because you have them in your system. The only way that that doesn't work is that they designed the shot and specifically designed it to make the antibodies non-transmissible. Why would they do that? If they did do that, they wouldn't care if you touched people. So they didn't do that, and they're still trying to slow down herd immunity, real herd immunity, by not wanting you to touch nor get near anyone who hasn't had a shot. Because you're going to give them the antibodies, because you have them now. And they transmit when you touch them, hug them, kiss them, shake their hand. Swap spit with them. Have sex with them. But they're teaching you fear of them. And you have companies that are following in line. Are they getting paid? Are they incentivized? Because they're going to lose business. So why would they then say, hey, look, half of the population hasn't gotten the shot. I don't want your business. I want you to stay out of my store unless you put on a mask. Well, I call for everybody to do just that. Anybody that says you can't come here unless you have a mask on, go to the next store. Because eventually, it's going to hurt their pocketbooks. And somebody who owns his own little store, oh, wait, they tried to burn all those down, didn't they? They tried to get rid of all the small box stores who might be holdouts that might say, I don't give a shit. Come on in. So they tried to burn all those down and, and make them all lose their jobs by having lockdowns for the last 15 months. That kind of explains their agenda, doesn't it, guys? 
They're in game. They already knew the only way that we can do this and make it work is all the little guys who would who would not be under our control and would defy us will allow people to come in without the masks on. So we're going to have to try and figure out a way of finding them against their will. And if they squawk too much, then we'll just say this. And that's where they're at. Right. So your employees that don't have to wear a mask, probably. And we'll get to that with your employees won't have to wear a mask, but nobody else. Everyone else has to wear a mask that comes in unless they can prove. Now we're going to get to that card carrying member or the or the picture on your phone with the shows the date they can scan to check to make sure that you're legit. Your papers, please, sir. They are not in order. I do not think you can come in here. In fact, I think we need to arrest you because you are trying to propagate that you have got the shot and you are lying. Now you must go to jail, to the gulag. Yeah, right? <laughs> Darren says, I like this, right? Remember the remember back in the day when we used to blow out the candles on a, on a birthday cake? Those Those were the days, right? Come on, right? So, so Darren also says, I, I travel through throughout the United States. It's amazing that Democrat states have uh, ruined their economies. Yes, they have. Everywhere where they're in charge. I'm in a Democrat state in California, and the economy here, which used to be the, the fourth largest economy, independent economy of the state of California, were to secede from the nation. Uh, in fact, they make up 25 to 30 percent of the of the of the GDP of America would be the fourth largest world power economically. And, and today, that's dropped down to about 82nd or something. But they don't want you to know that. Right? It can ramp up quickly. But, you know, no one wants to come here except for people who are trying to run from somewhere else to the freedom that is America. Because when you go out there on the streets, it's, it's like uh, the Wild West. And, and there's half of the people that are living here are homeless. Right. Half of the people living here are homeless. And, and here's something that people didn't realize. I talked to my sister today. I started talking about this earlier. I started talking to my sister today and she was like, well, what are we going to do? You know, they, they're finally trying to do this opening thing. But yet they're having these, you know, if you like talking about maybe you have to have a card, which is being sued in court because it's against the Constitution. Uh, and, and the, you know, in this and that. And I said, see, what you don't realize is that when, you know, when you go someplace else, that's a free state. It's completely open, but they don't tell you that on the on the news. My niece went to Idaho. And when she went to Idaho, there was no one was wearing any masks ever anywhere. And she found out they never locked down ever. She was like, what the fuck? And I was like, well, the, you know, there was only like eight states now that were that were actually locked down. The truth is, in the height of things, in the very beginning, everybody locked down because they were scared. Once the math started coming out, adults like me who did the math said it's not that bad. Then, you know, 17 states immediately opened and a bunch, 32 after that followed or, or 25 or something like that after, followed. It was just the eight main uh, Democratic strongholds that were still locked down. People were leaving these states and moving out to move into states that were free. You guys don't know that, but we have a list that we call the free states of America. And all the other states are Democratic states that are still locked down. And one by one, they're starting to open up now because it's ridiculous. Right. The amount of people getting infected every day is 150 and the amount of people dying every day in these states on average is about 25 to 30. So they can't justify it in the eyes of the humans who are starting to wake up and go, dude, nobody's dying from this anymore. Nobody's even got it anymore. 
the entire time this thing has been going on for the last whenever you start counting, whether it was January of 2019 or, or, uh, or 2020 uh, or, or February or March of 2020, doesn't matter. Come forward to a year and seven months into, you know, from if you go from January until now. Every time I've gone outside, with the exception of probably eight, I have wore a mask that protected me absolutely zero percent. And it protected me from you or you from me, zero percent. But the appearance of what I was wearing gave the appearance of I was fully masked and it's okay. And I would wear that to make other people feel good about themselves because I understand as an adult that some people were truly scared and they truly still are. And there's going to be a bunch of people that are not going to be going without masks anyway for a long time. That's okay. It is okay for people to, to act that way. Right. Darren says uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, Alabama. When this vivid, when this vivid crap started, they never wore masks. Yeah. See, so when the whole COVID thing started, they didn't anywhere. They never closed. Right. So, so I literally wore a mask. I don't think I have it anywhere near me. Wait, I do. Hold on. Okay, no, I don't. I'm a liar. I thought I had one sitting here. I have one in the box. Hold on. I'm going to show you what I've been wearing. I have a brand new one in the box. Hold on. I can reach it. It's over here with my bookcase. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, I'm not going to show you the name because if I show you the name of it, I'm promoting the, the certain company, so I'm not going to do that. You're going to probably know what it is anyways. Okay. But I'll, I'll turn it to where you can't see it. So I wore one of these. And this is a sock that goes over your head and sits at your neck and you pull it up over your face like this and it rides on your face. You can breathe through this. I can breathe through that. This is thinner than a sheet for a bed. It's, a, it's thinner than the shirt that I'm wearing. It's made of cotton currently. And I have several of those. I have one that's an American flag that I wear mostly. And then I have two of these that are this color. And I have two that are black. And I've been wearing those for the last 15 months, and it doesn't save me from anything. I can still smell your perfume, your deodorant. And you'd be surprised how since the COVID has started, people knowing that everyone else is going to wear a mask have been walking around a little bit less cleanliness going on than should have been, uh, you know, if I was able to smell you. And I can smell everyone, and everyone who has one of those on can smell you and know that you guys are sitting there walking around in your stanky ass stanky clothes thinking nobody can smell me because they're all wearing a mask no those of us who are pretending to wear a mask we smell every nastiness you have on okay but we just didn't say anything because if we did it was like oh i said okay and my phone started wanting to record what i said to look it up on the internet because it's programmed to my voice <laughs> so so we actually were walking around the entire time a lot of us that making you feel better, right? And I stopped doing that here in this state for a while now because now I'm just going, okay, look, enough is enough. I refuse. What are you going to do? Are you going to be like Canada to where one of their politicians put a rally together because he's opposed to the party that's in charge for these lockdowns and you arrest him because he shows up without a mask on? That happened in real life just three days ago. 
So what you say? What is this, Robbie? Let me put it up on the screen here and I'll read it. Robbie says, Robbie says, she says, at my job in Louisiana, they say those gators aren't, those gators aren't, we have to wear a bandana or a proper mask. What? I'm not quite sure I understand that. Am I reading that wrong? They say those gators, those gators aren't, am I saying that right? I'm missing what you're saying, huh? I believe that you're that you're, you're yeah well either way right um, that we yeah we have to wear the 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 bandana or or proper mask and you know it's just no one even cares and a gator in real life wouldn't care what you were wearing a gator would get you if they could get you proper right <laughs> so but you know that's what they're doing right in the beginning this is Cheryl says in the beginning I had to order masks for my hubby I ordered from Arizona or from Amazon, and they came from China. So I was like, what the fuck, right? Yeah, what the fuck? Um, oh, oh, I understand now. Those masks were, uh, they, they, the, the face masks you were are, are called gator. Oh, right, right, because of the pattern. I get you. Right, right, right. They're called gators. That's actually the type of mask it is, not just the, the color. Uh, see, I didn't even realize that. Thank you for uh, Robbie for for giving uh, giving me that. Yeah, they're not. They're called gators. I didn't know they were called that. I, I saw. See, I, I just ordered, it probably says it on the box somewhere, doesn't it? <laughs> I didn't know that's what they're called. That's hilarious. So yeah, those gators aren't proper masks, and and they're not. So in some places they would say that, right? Well, they, out here they never said it to any of us because we weren't smart enough to realize they were gators, right? So yeah, right. So. So that, you know, so I would put it on. I even, I have a mask and it's not here. I have it hanging off the gear shift in my, uh, in my van. Uh, but it says, you know, my, my governor is an idiot. Uh, that's the one that I will usually wear uh, just to piss people off. Right. But I never get, no one ever says anything to me, but then again, I'm six foot one and I, and I'm 340 pounds. I'm a big man. So people don't, you know, they look at me, I'm a, I'm a big man. And so people, um, they don't, my whole life, I've always because I'm bigger than most people. They, they, you know, I mean, I, I was really fat for a long time, but even when I wasn't, uh, you know, and, and I'm still, I'm a big dude, right? And I used to work out, so I used to be like 280 uh, to 290 pounds, and I had hardly any fat on me. It was all muscle because I did steroids back in the day, right? So, so people don't normally look at me and go, "Hey, dude." You better put a mask on, buddy. I had one guy say that to me. He was working at a store, and I come walking in. He said, "Sir, you have to wear a mask to come in here." And he was bigger than I am. He was like six five, right? But me having that Viking European blood in me, uh, and when he said that to me, I said, "Yeah, really, better call the cops. Have them come down here and explain to me what law I'm breaking. I'll be right inside the store. You got plenty of time. I'm not in any hurry, so you can call the police. Have them come down here, pull my ass out of here, and explain to me what law I'm breaking." by not putting a piece of cloth over my nose and mouth. And I kept walking. Nothing ever happened. Then it got to the point where people would just not say anything. But now I still, I see the looks now. I walk in and I don't have a mask on. There's not even one hanging off my face. And I see some people look at me like, oh my God, that guy could kill me. And I'm like, well, that is true, but that has nothing to do with whether or not I have a piece of cloth over my face. I have been in martial arts most of my life, and I've been trained by my family as a survivalist. So I've been trained in combat. Never really been in combat, <laughs> not officially anyway. So, yeah, I could kill you. It has nothing to do with a virus, <laughs> right? I'm a, I am the biohazard. Me, I'm the biohazard. I'm a biological entity that is dangerous to your health, and it has nothing to do with the bugs I carry, okay? So I just laugh at that when I get those looks, and they're like, oh, no mask. 
I think it's hilarious. You know what I think is going to be funny is that we're going to hear stories where people are going to go into a convenience store and they're going to rob it wearing no mask. And then someone's going to go, what do they look like? I don't know. They didn't have a mask on. It was so confusing. I could see their entire face. It was all scary to me. I haven't seen a human face uh, for two years come into the store. So I was scared. I didn't know what to do. So I, I just looked away in horror. I thought I was going to get a disease and die. So they ripped the place off and I just let them do it. Come on, man. That's that's silly, Leo. No, it's not. We had stories like that before. The stories before COVID used to be, what happened? I don't know. They were wearing a mask. It was scary. They came in and they had a mask on and I couldn't see their whole face. I could only see their eyes. So I was terrified that they were going to harm me. Now you walk into a place and the same guy who would have said, get out of here with that mask on. I'm calling the police. Goes, hey, hey, put on a mask. I can see your face. Put on a mask, man. Put the, pull that up. I think it's hilarious how how quickly things change. Right? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, underwear doesn't stop a fart <laughs> from stinking. <laughs> Robbie says, that's true, right? It's because it's just cloth and it goes through and you still smell it. In fact, if you're wearing blue jeans, which is denim, it's even thicker. You can still smell somebody's fart. So it's going through a layer of cotton and a layer of denim and it's surviving and you can still smell it. If COVID had a scent, it would be like that. People would know it then, but it doesn't. Right. So you can't smell it, but it's there. Right. It's, so, yeah, that most of those masks don't help you anyways. All of it was designed to keep you from getting herd immunity. And that's why now they're like at a football game, baseball game, basketball game. We're going to allow all you guys who have a shot to just fill up the place in your own sections. And all of you non-vaxxers, you get the third row and the back row of the top deck. So what they're doing is, do you see what they're doing? They're, they're incentivizing you um, through osmosis. They're doing it by reverse psychology. You'll get good stuff and maybe win money if you get this shot. Why is that so important to them? Well, we, we've vetted the whole world on it, and we have to be right. So, no, no. that's See, that's you guys who you guys are a flat earthers believing that the, the reason that they don't want to tell anybody that the earth is really flat is because that would prove that some guy 150 years ago was wrong. No one gives a fuck about that. Oh, but wait, Leo, do you know how much money they would have to spend to change all of history? They just fucking did that with a dinosaur's head five years ago. Where they went, oops, holy shit, we've had the T-Rex head on the wrong body the whole fucking time. Rewrite everything, people. All of that was wrong. So if that's the case, then they change the world history and every history book on the planet and every website on the planet because they had their head on the wrong place. They did that, but yet saying the earth is flat and round changes so much more, doesn't it? No. So there's got to be another reason for it. First of all, the earth is not flat. There is no proof of that. You have none, except for some dudes from the 1770 ship who supposedly sailed straight out into the fervor and found it. And it didn't affect any of them, nor the ship. And they were able to uh, not go around it because they sailed for hundreds of thousands of miles, never leaving the edge to go and get food and uh, water. And then sailed all the way back to point B to point A where they started, which was another 70, 100,000 million miles without ever leaving the firmament uh, to go and get food and provisions and water and made it 
with no food and provisions and water because it takes at that time would have taken like three months to go across like the Atlantic Ocean or maybe around the, the Cape of Good Hope in South America to, to head over to Africa would have taken six months to do. And they would have had docked in ports every other month or so to get provisions. But yet once they went out into the firmament, they just went straight out and sailed all the way until they got tired of sailing around and around and around and around that edge and then turned around and came all the way back because they didn't circumvent the globe going all the way around to the same place with that edge. They never claimed that because how would they know they're back at the same place if it's exactly the same edge? How would they know from point A when they turned and then they were sailing and it went, took them in a complete circle? How would they know when they made that complete circle? Did they hammer a, a signpost in the firmament that says you started here? So when they sailed up to it again, they went, oh, we've made it. That's how big the planet is. Well, they would have told all that and they didn't. So I call bullshit on that. So why is it so important? Why is it so important for everybody to get this shot? Why is it so important that we can't get near each other or anybody who has gotten the shot? Because they're still trying to, to keep herd immunity from happening. Too late. It's already happened. No one else needs to get the fucking shot. I'm not going to get it. And they, they can't make me get it. It's against the law. So the only way that they can fix that here in America is they have to pack the court, make it a democratic uh, uh, court, and then change the Constitution so that they can, because it's a HIPAA law, so that they can then say, you have to have your papers, sir have to be in order for you to travel or even go into this hotel. You want to go shopping for food? You must show that you have had your shot. We have to have documentation that is legal from said doctor on the piece of paper so that you can go downtown. Do you think that Americans are going to buy Nazi Germany 1938? Right. But we are in Nazi Germany, 1938. So you guys need to start paying attention. See, and, that, and that's what they're doing. Reese, let me put it up on the screen. That's what they're doing in most countries, England, Canada. The military has taken control of the vaccination rollout here in Australia this week. And that's and that's you guys are letting them. If you guys allow them to do it, they're going to do it to you. If you people say no, you guys have to understand that you have the power. It is scary shit. He said it's scary shit. Oh, yeah, this is good. Oh, let me, you know what? Let me put this up. I just looked at what Robbie said here. Do y'all remember when American officials were in the Middle East, right? Business, uh, a business about the making their women wear face coverings. Where were they? Uh, well, they, where well, there you go. Oh, so you're actually speaking the way we speak. I should, instead of trying to read, I should talk like I would talk, right? Well, there you go. I like how you, you type. You type the way I speak. That's good. So there, there you go. It was not our business, karma. Everyone, every one of us here was wearing one, laugh out loud. So yeah, see, and, and then of course, you know, the the point there being they still make the women wear the burkas and the whole thing right with the veil over their face and that's part of their culture and we americans don't like that and it pisses us off but yet here we're all putting a face cover on now because um they told us to right kind of scary that 
that that's the, the point. And then our officials going over there, like she was saying, going over there are business reasons or political reasons. And even now they still make women put that stuff on. You can see that even in our reporters when they go to these places. Now, I understand, you know, when in Rome, you respect the laws of, of other countries. So I'm not saying we should go over there and defy uh, the world because uh, that would cause an international incident, or maybe we should cause an international incident and kick the hell out of these people who still have these old world ideologies and bring them up into the modern world. Nah, because then we sound like the dictators of England and Spain, and we will we will modernize all of these savages. They did it here in America, the Aborigines in Australia. Every time somebody gets the idea that they're high and fi- you know hoity-toity and that they're high and mighty and it's their job to civilize the world, those people right there need to stop or be stopped because they're not the good guys, right? People are going to be people. And yeah, there are some people that are dictators and they do bad shit to their people. Eventually those people will either rebel against that madness or they won't. It's not ours to intervene. It's not. We shouldn't be telling other people what they should and shouldn't be doing with their lives. And that means the same thing, even here in the United States. How can we, as the United States, officially as a government, Take the stance that we should be uh, respectful to sovereign nations for what they want their population to do and be, and we should leave that alone and not question that. When our people go there, we should act accordingly to their laws as well, right? However, democracy is the best way, and if you don't believe us, we're going to come kick your ass, strip your nation down, and reinvent your nation to look just like ours. See, do you see that's the same thing I talked about? Thank you, Robbie, for, for, for putting that analogy up there. That's the same analogy that I made about race and critical race theory here in the United States. They want you to believe in one world global government, nothing about race, no independence of country, no independence because we're all one global community, but we're going to teach you critical race theory because you need to know how much you're being oppressed by race. And we want you to be oppressed. Because you fit into a category and want you to be mad. And you want to be mad at the top dog. And who's the top dog? All the white people in this country. We're not racist in any way. We're just saying that white people are racist and we need to kill them all and put them into slavery and and take what's ours. I mean, no, but we have a better system. And that's the white people who are are the descendants of the white people who made this country, who enslaved your your parents and your people. We're still the same ones that are in charge. We're still the same money. We're still the same last names and same families. So we want you to believe that now we've changed our minds and we want one local global community where everyone's equal and that we're all the same and that everybody gets the same stuff as long as you kneel down and kiss my foot and call me God. I'm sorry, um, um, King or whatever. We'll come up with a new title name that doesn't mean God, but. It really does. Do you understand that? The same people who created the United States, systemically racist, are the same families that are now trying to tell you that they're trying to help you to get away from these evil people who have enslaved you, which is them. Look up their names. (laughs) See who they're related to and where they came from. They're the same slave owners that have owned the slaves here in the United States and around the world forever. So now all of a sudden they're trying to tell you that all that's bad. But that was the system they set up to trickle the money up to them, the Ponzi pyramid scheme that they had in place. But now they want to change that. 
to a different one that gives them total global domination, but they also want to blame somebody who's not them. And they're the ones who did it. That's my point about when the when the when the South seceded from the nation, it was Southern white Democrats, landowners, business owners fighting against northern white Republicans, landowners, business owners. Do you understand? Politicians on both sides. Who were the people who made America? Those people's grandparents and grand and great grandparents. So they set the system up. Some of them decided slavery was bad. The ones who wanted to keep slavery happened to be all Democrats. So then an abolitionist turned Republican became the president and freed the slaves during the war over slavery. And they shot him for it. And now those descendants of those Republicans are being called the racist slave owners by the racist slave owners and their descendants. Do you understand that? That's happening globally. That's what's really going on, guys. So the shot is just another version of that. You peasants will get the shot. In a country where we won't buy that, they go, tell you what, you get the shot, you get put into a, a place where you might win $1.5 million. $5,000 daily, $50,000 every other day, and $1.51 million every weekend. Oh, and we'll send you a gift card for what's that crappy-ass restaurant they think's cool, the slaves? Yeah, this mic's not on when I'm saying that, right? Oh, yeah, that will give you money to go and see what who's the whatever your local team is. Yeah, yeah. So get on the horn to the owners and tell them that they're going to give away free tickets and comp people who have the shot. Why would they do that? Because we own them. They know it. We'll pay them. Tell them shut up. Yeah, see, now that's something scary. Thank you. Sherry, Sherry, I'm putting it up on the screen. I'm going to read it for you guys listening on the MP3 uh, file. Putin just announced that the vaccination will not be mandatory in Russia. Russia is the biggest enemy, according to this political uh, persuasion that's in the White House and the propaganda machine that is the media and big tech. Russia's the biggest enemy on the face of the earth, and yet this murderous, rampaged Vladimir Putin ex-KGB operative evil man who murders anybody who is opposed to him is saying that we don't really need to have vaccinations here in Russia because it's not that bad. That's kind of scary when, when up is down and down is up, don't you think, guys? The person that these people who are in charge are telling you is this mad, evil tyrant what is he trying to do now? Is he trying to kill off most of his people? Why would he do that? You want to keep your people alive and happy so that they produce money for you so that you keep your power. You don't want to make them mad at you and have them all starve to death because they'll overthrow you when you do that. <clears throat> Yet the people who are claiming that he is this evil dictator, um, murderous rampage guy are the very people who propagated slavery in this country then spent most of their political careers 
going back the last 50 years trying to reenact slavery and 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 resegregate the nation only to turn around in a four-year time period and go we need to make reparations and free all the slaves as fast as possible and show how the world is systemically racist and that they're so racist they don't even know about it and it's because they're white right julie says russia's looking better and better by the day and that's pretty scary. That's the scary part. See, <clears throat> that is kind of scary because Russia is a communist country still, but it's less, uh, you know, uh, um, deeply communist than it was. Than it was. Sorry, I have a cat here next to me, and he's and he's over here. He seems like he's having an issue for a second. Um, so I was checking on to make sure he was okay. He was eating some food. And you know, sometimes they hack up a hairball. I think he was just trying to do that right here on the floor of my office. <laughs> So I apologize for diving over. I'm looking down on the on the floor there. So the same people who are trying to tell you that he is evil, nasty evilness are the ones who are propagating this whole spin inside here. These people who created racism in America created Antifa and, and Black Lives Matter, and they pay money to these people, billions of dollars they donate for them to do whatever it is that they want to do, but they have to do their bidding. And then they donate the money back. I did a whole show on that, showing you the how the how all these rich people to get away get off their taxes donate certain amounts of money, and they donate it to each other's funds. So all these guys, George Soros and and uh, the like, uh, rich guys donate all this money. The Democratic Party they donate all this money to Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Well, as a nonprofit, I know this because I'm uh, a knight in the Knights of Columbus. I was knighted by the by the uh, Roman Catholic Church, and the Knights of Columbus are a nonprofit organization. I was an officer uh, in that. It wasn't like a high-ranking officer. I was like the guy in charge of the money. <laughs> I, was the, I wasn't the treasurer, but I was the guy who oversaw all, all of that. I was the sergeant-at-arms, and so my job was to oversee everyone like Tron from the old TV series. My job was to make sure that everybody else was doing their job properly and that nobody was skimming, nobody, you know. And part of that was uh, doing inventory and things like that. And But, the, but most of it was... Um, we have this amount of money in our bank account and we can only have this amount of money and we have to get rid of this amount of money by this date or we lose our nonprofit status. Okay. So that is the law of the United States. So you have these companies, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, who have all these billions of dollars donated to them and they need to get rid of it themselves because they'll be over the budget and they'll lose their status as nonprofit. And that means they get taxed on, on all their money. So they in turn do the same thing. Their rich buddies do as they donate it back to the foundations, not to the person, but to the foundation of that person. And then that money that they get from there gets, gets paid a portion of it back to the person and they use their foundational money to do other things. It's still their money by proxy. And then they get money funneled back into their bank accounts uh, from from other things here and there that add back up to them just acquiring the wealth again. Do you understand? I wrote a book about that. It's called How to Get Out of Debt Surviving in the 21st Century. And it explains all those loopholes. You and I can do it. All of us can do it. Okay? It just takes a little bit of money to make money. And then you can just start writing everything off. You just have to be smart about it. They call it illegal when you do it as a small time guy like me, but if you do it as a large corporation or hedge fund or George Soros or Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama or Donald Trump or any of those rich elites, then they call it good showmanship. What way to go? Way to go. 
because you got away with it and you're, you don't have to pay taxes. So they donate money back and forth to each other's foundations to, to keep their, their either not having to file taxes or, or keeping their nonprofit status. It's all a Ponzi scheme. Okay. So they're doing the same thing with all of us. They're doing that whole exact same thing. They're telling you one thing while doing something completely the opposite in the other hand. This is important to understand. And I've kept my mouth shut this year for a few months, more than a few months, right? Because of this, because it was, you know, it was occupying too much of my time and it was making me too stressed out. I'll be honest with you. So I, so I, I, I step back and watch it and I don't, and I don't talk about it on air, but I feel that people need to understand this because people don't. It's just like the reason why I decided to translate the law of one, which I'll be doing tomorrow night was exactly because of that purpose. Because people don't understand it. And I'm, I'm not perfect. You know, when I, it's my take on it. So you might have a different take on that. Just like my opinion on this, you might have a different uh, take on that. Right? Yeah. Okay. Another, like Sherry, good. Right? <laughs> Sherry says, yeah, like Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden selling his paintings for, for 500,000. Isn't that what that is? 500,000 a piece? Come on, man. Yeah, right. Art, uh, art. Arts are a money laundering scheme. Absolutely. Uh, that's why, you know, just think the government does the same thing with, you know, they pay for a screwdriver and they pay $5,000 for a screwdriver. What? Screwdriver is like $5. Where's the rest of that money going? Hmm, black ops? Right. It, it's the same thing. You know, he sells it for all that money and then he'll probably donate some of his money to other causes, which are causes that are his family causes, his his uncle's business, his kid's business, uh, you know, or uh, something that they're in, involved in, uh, you know, and that's what that's how they do that. They just exchange money, but that's how our money works. You have to understand that too. <clears throat> that's part of what I wrote about in that book. The global banking system that we use here in the United States is 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 our own, but it's owned by the same bankers who have the European banking system and the and the Asian banking system. They're all the same people. They just pretend to be different. So the the system is set up where it's all fake. There is nothing to back up our money on. It's just printed on paper. That's why they're just printing it now and just handing it out. The problem with that is that you don't realize the value of the dollar has dropped. It's going down, 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 down. You don't see that. The only way you see that is that gas prices go up, food prices go up. But what they're trying to do is hide it now behind, well, there was, you know, the hacking of the pipeline. That's why gas prices went up. Well, there was a hacking of the beef in the, in the industries, and that's why the prices are going up. That's a lie. That's a lie. They're propagating that. They're just showing you. They're, look over here. Look, someone did something bad to us, and that's why you're paying higher prices. has nothing to do with that. It has to do with they just printed, like, you know, uh, what, $80 trillion. <laughs> right? That's just inventing money out of nowhere. Having that amount of money in circulation, even fake money, draws the, the price of that money downward. It makes that money worth less because there's more of it. The only way that you can control a paper currency is you have to only have a certain amount of those pieces of paper or coins or both in circulation at any given time. This is why they print new money and take the old stuff out of the stores in the banks, out of everything. The banks come and get it from you. They will give you back the newer stuff within three to five years. Everything older than that gets shredded and burned. And then they reprint new money to keep the same amount of money out there at all times. That drives the price of the money up 
to a place where they want it to be. Ask any Canadian. They understand the exchange rate between the United States and Canada. They don't want their money being worth more than the United States. They're comfortable with it being $1.25 for every one U.S. dollar. They like it there. They're comfortable there. It keeps their economy balanced. So they're balancing their economy on American dollar balance. Keeps their currency up wherever America's currency goes. America does all the work. Canada just it chills out and adjusts their money to meet the same as theirs and make sure that they keep their products going in and out of America or in and out of Canada uh, to keep that same pace with America. But they don't have to do all the work that America does to achieve that. They're smart. They're fucking smart. Okay, so America has to worry about how many dollars are out there in circulation on the planet, even if they're missing. That's why when they went to war, part of the reason that they went to war over the oil was not just to get to oil fields. It was also to get a hold of the cash that we had given them that they didn't circulate. And you heard some of the stories come to surface and even made a movie about it. We three Kings who were the guys went and found money in the walls of a house over in one of those third world countries. The entire house was lined in all the walls with American dollars from the floorboard to the ceiling around every single wall in the house. American money. Because we ship them pallets and pallets and pallets of cash. As long as they circulate that, we know that eventually it'll be picked back up by all the global banking systems around the world when people exchange them for currency of the country they're in. Or spend them in areas where they get exchanged. They get gobbled up and reshipped back to the United States or destroyed in place. And then they track all of those serial numbers. They know exactly what dollar bills are out there on the planet so they can regulate and keep regulated the American dollar. They do that in every banking system that is not on some sort of gold or silver or precious uh, jewel standard. That's how it works. But if no one spends it, America has to keep printing it. So secretly, it, the price of the dollar is going down because there are so many that are out there that are being hoarded. That's why they don't want you to hoard stuff and keep it, you know, hide cash in your in your house or or wherever. They don't want you doing that because that's not in circulation. And they can't get those old bills. They want those old bills found immediately and taken off the market. The more you hoard cash, that's why most of the people that are above all that spend gold and silver coins. They use that as currency because it's actual currency. That's why you see that in like the, you know, the John Wick movies. Right? Yeah, $96,000 a tent in California. What the? <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's that, that much, but it is It is not per tent, 96000 but it is. There's a story kind of like that during um, Nazi Germany. They had printed so much money by the end of the war that it deflated the amount of uh, what their money was worth. So a guy had a whole wheelbarrow full of, uh, full of the German, um, I think it was the German mark. I think that's what they called it, yeah. Uh, a wheelbarrow full of cash so he could buy a pair of tennis shoes that would have costed him $10 five years prior to that. Because the money was worth nothing, and so it costs so much more. You know, that's why a leather jacket over here, they want to charge you like $500 for it. But in truth, that leather jacket is only worth about $15. They pay about three to have it made. And they sell it for $500. That's called inflation. 
That's called markup, right? So you have the price, the actual cost of making a unit. I worked in retail as a manager as well for 15 years. You have the cost that the unit is to make, manufacture. But then the people who manufacture that need to sell it to you, so they have to transport it to you. So now you have the labor and the gas and the fuel and the bridges and the toll and the maintenance on all the vehicles and the and the medical for the person and the pension for the person and all of that stuff that has to factor in. So you raise the price to a wholesale price, which is uh, you know probably a hundred times a hundred hundred percent markup from your creation price to make sure that you can pay for all the buildings, pay for all the equipment, pay for everything to be done and sustain your business. You have to do that. Otherwise you go out of business. So then companies buy that stuff at a wholesale price and then they sell it at a retail price where they do the same thing and they market up another hundred percent, 700%, whatever the market will allow them to market up and then supply and demand. They create a demand for a product and lower the supply for it to drive the price up on that product. That's how they, that's what OPEC does with oil. If oil prices are going down, they stop production, which makes the barrels of oil rare, which drives the price up on them and they charge people more. So because of that, people who buy that oil from them have to then charge more dollars at the pump for you and I to pump it into our vehicles or wherever in the world you are and whatever denomination you use. And they do that on purpose. And because they got together and they created OPEC, all oil companies abide by the same rules so they all can make the same amount of money. So they get together and they say, oil prices are a little low. We need to make a higher profits. So let's stop production or cut the production in half for six months so that there's only half available, the amount of barrels of oil. And then we'll jack the barrels of oil up to double so we'll make twice as much money on every barrel that we're making now. Who cares that that cost is going to be augmented to the humans? They're the slaves who have to consume that because to get anywhere, you have to have that product. So you have to pay the price. Then that makes you want to have more money so you bitch and get pissed into the wind and want, high, want higher wages. They give you higher wages, but now because of that, the business owners have to pay that wage. So they have to augment their pay that they're paying you by raising the prices of everything for everybody else, you included, so that they can pay you that extra money. So when you complain and say, I'm not making enough money, I want to raise, I should be making $17 an hour. What used to be $5 or $5.99 for a, a meal deal is now going to be $8.99 to augment. So everything's just going to go up. So you're not going to have any more money. You're going to have more, more digits, a higher amount, but it's going to go just as far as it went last time. When I first started in the workforce in 1982, I was making $2.25 an hour and then $2.50 I thought was the greatest thing. That was the national minimum wage for the United States. Well, the cost of everything was so low that that $2.50 an hour went better than the $15 an hour I was making when I was 30. Because the cost of living had gone up so much that now I was priced out at $15 an hour. The dollar, the American dollar, was worth so much less money that it cost more to do things. When I was a little boy, I remember my father handed me a receipt for a pack of Lucky Strike cigarettes, and it was $0.33 cents a pack. Now they're $10 and something, almost $11. Some places, 14 for one pack of cigarettes. $0.33. Cents. My grandfather would go into the, to the gas station and get a dollar worth of gasoline because it was 25 cents a gallon. 
25 cents a gallon. Right now, here currently in Carmichael, it's over $4 a gallon for gasoline right now. Getting close to $5 if you want, uh, you know, the high-octane gasoline. 25 cents a gallon 50 years ago. It doesn't mean, oh, well, you know, things were so different back then. No, yeah, the American dollar was worth a fuck ton more money than it's worth now. It's so worthless right now that for the same gallon of gasoline, it costs four entire dollars. If you go back to the Wild West, that's where they talk, you know, they talk about a two-bit ore. Two bits, that's 25 cents. Two bits, four bits, six bits, eight bits a dollar, right? Isn't that how it goes? Two bits, four bits, six bits. So, so it was 25 cents. So so two, two bits is, was 25 cents or was or it was 20 cents. Because if two bits is 20 cents and it was eight, 10 was a dollar. So two bits was 20 cents. They would go and get a beer and a meal for a nickel. Pay 20 cents for a hooker and they were pissed off because they used to be five cents. The American dollar was worth a fuck ton of money comparatively to now. I don't know what it is for a hooker these days, but on the streets, it's got to be hundreds. And if you want a high scale one, it's got to be thousands. American dollar is worth less. Why? Because of all this printing of money. They're not regulating the money. They don't care. They're just printing it and giving it to you because it's free. They can do that. They figure they're going to buy their way out of it. And if not, and they abolish this country, which is what they're trying to do anyways, we'll be on another currency and it won't matter. Cryptocurrency is, was, the, was the invention that they invented to replace the paper dollar. Look that up. I was afraid of that Bitcoin when it first came out. And now looking back in retrospect, I could be a, a Bitcoin billionaire right now had I gone in with these guys who wanted me to go in and farm Bitcoins five years ago. I was afraid of it. Didn't know what it was. I was scared. I was. Well, I don't know, guys. That's kind of scaring me. I want to stay out of that. A little, little bit of conservative in me. Now I go. God damn it. The hell. I missed my opportunity. My stepfather, who's deceased now, he had the same, same thing that his father told him. One day, way back when his, when he, before he was born, he was born in the fifties. So way back, he said when he was young, some guy came knocking on his door, was offering to sell um, shares in a company. And he was like, what are you peddling? He says, there's this company called PepsiCo. And we're selling this product. And he was like, what is it here? You can taste it. And he was like, oh, my God, that's, you know, it's all sugar. And yeah, well, we're going to sell this and I'll sell you stock for $1 a share. Well, a dollar back then was worth a lot of money. So he's like, get out of here. Right. He lowered the price. Said, how about I sell it to you for 50 cents a share? He was trying to get him to be a shareholder and buy into because he, if you sell shares, then you can drive the price up on the stock of the of the company. And if you're trading in a Wall Street or whatever, you want to be able to have a bunch of shareholders and have people buying your stock to drive the price of it up. And then when you start making money, it drives it up some more. And then you end up having the stock split and it's worth more money. So the guy figured that if he had bought some of that, he could have been a, a, a billionaire uh, 20, 30 years later because PepsiCo, PepsiCo took off worldwide. But he didn't. And he was like, man, if I could go back in time and buy that stuff, right? So that was my moment with Bitcoin. I, I could have gone in and started farming it five years ago when people were going, bit what? What is that? Cryptocurrency. That's scaring me. What was that? Had I didn't have the fears and jumped in like some people did, um, you wouldn't be talking to me right now because I'd be rich and I'd be cashing that shit in for some other dollar besides American. <laughs> the British sterling. 
is on its way doing pretty good since they jumped out of since they crashed out of Brexit. They crashed out of that European Union. Right. Okay. So I've been on here for almost two hours now, but I wanted to give you guys the skinny and anybody who listened to this and got pissed off or are getting pissed off because I was talking politics, screw you, go somewhere else. <laughs> tomorrow, this is Thursday. Tomorrow is the law of one. There will be no politics there. It'll be, we'll be talking about the law of one. Um, and then what do I have upcoming? I have, uh, I have a couple of things upcoming. Um, one, I have the, uh, um, Zero point. There's a we're doing a webinar on the 26th. 26th of June is the five year anniversary of Orion rising. On that day, we're going to do a at 10 a.m. U.S. West Coast America time. We're going to be starting our, a webinar. And it's going to be called Zero Point Spiritually, right? Spirituality uh, becoming one, right? So it's not zero point energy, but zero point energy will be in July. So we are going to do zero point spirituality and zero point energy. And we're going to talk about that in zero point energy. I don't mean the mainstream academic uh, uh, physics explanation of zero point energy being nothingness, the lack thereof energy at all. This is the, the real zero point and becoming one again through the zero point energy and where that takes you. We'll explain that. And if you want any more explanation uh, of, of what that is, look at my Earth Day show and find my segment on uh, sacred geometry and watch that. And then uh, look at Michael uh, Feely's segment also talking. He was talking about sacred geometry, but he was talking at, about it from the zero point spirituality perspective, where I was talking to it of the zero point energy perspective. So both of those perspectives are what we're talking about these two next months uh, with um, zero point. So we have zero point spirituality becoming one and then zero point energy uh, becoming free energy and also becoming one with the universe. So, or the one we'll get, we'll explain all of that to you. So don't miss out on those. Uh, also on January 26th, I just did yesterday. Was it yesterday? My days kind of run in when I'm really busy on the internet. Might have been the day before. I think it was Tuesday. It was my Tuesday. I just did a, a three-hour show uh, um, promoting a webinar, a paid a paid event for uh, uh, the the guys uh, Stephen and Evan Strong over in Australia, working with uh, with um, um, Leah and uh, and Paul Anthony. Paul Anthony also from. Uh, Paul Anthony Wallace. I always say that and it's Paul Wallace, Paul Anthony Wallace, who's also from Australia. Uh, they are going to be speaking and Leah is going to be the, the MC and she's going to speak. Um, we had them on to talk about their webinar, which you should take a look at. That starts at 4 p.m. West Coast America time. Uh, and that's GMT minus seven. You can figure out where, where those are. You can go to my um, page and watch the video. It has the links there. I also have them up, I think, on my page as well, uh, where you can go and take a look at uh, the cost for that is 26 Australian dollars. So I don't know exactly what the exchange rate is, but it's under $20 American, I think, or, or just about $20 American. Uh, and that's for and that's for the, the uh, one event. They have another one coming. They have their event, their 11 and 12 events back-to-back uh, -back there. But you'll hear about that there. Uh, and you guys should take a look at that. And like I said on the show, uh, even though my show will be running on through theirs for a couple of hours, um, you guys can always go over there and watch their show and then come back and watch mine because mine's free. 
theirs is a paid show. So if you want to pay and go there, you can always watch mine after the fact uh, or watch mine up to 4 p.m. and then skip over to the paid event and then come back and see what you missed over the last couple of hours of NUMA. But because it's on my birthday, I'm not changing the time or the date. Uh, I'm going to continue doing it anyways. It's the birthday of of uh, um, Orion Rising, fifth uh, anniversary. And even though we were friends and we both are going to be on the air at the same exact time, I'm not going to change for anybody because I'm Prince of Darkness, man. <laughs> I say that because Ozzy Osbourne, when he released one of his albums, he released it on the same day that Guns N' Roses is back in the 90s, 80s or 90s, when Guns N' Roses released their album. And they said to him, they asked him about it. They said, aren't you worried that you're releasing your album when there's all these other bands that are releasing the album the same day? And he said, no, I'm the Prince of fucking darkness, man. I'm not afraid of anyone. Right. So it's like they should be afraid of me. Right. So, okay. Guys, namaste. I will see you guys tomorrow for the Law of One, 4 p.m. as usual. Uh, like I said, I couldn't keep my mouth shut anymore. I had a lot to say. I was only going to be on here for an hour, and I've been on here for almost two. That's meaning I had a lot of shit to say, right? So if I pissed you off with any of this stuff, change the channel. It just means that you got triggered by something I said, and you didn't understand where I am and who I am, because I'm not a white slaver. I'm not a prejudiced. I am a moderate. I do not affiliate myself with the Republican or the Democratic Party. I do not affiliate myself with those rich and elite people that are the powers that should not be. Right? I am, in fact, a California hippie without the long hair <laughs> who grew up in California. And if I could do a show talking like Bill and Ted or, you know, uh, and make it popular, I would. Right? I'd be sitting here going, dude, listen. All right. Back away from the social media, dude. Just back away, bro. Set down the smartphone. Sit back away from the computer system, right? Turn off that FaceTime, Facebook, ticky-tocky stuff, okay? What you need to do is get out into nature a little bit, just a little bit. Won't hurt, buddy. Nature's the place. Smoke some pot with me now. Feel it. Feel the earth. Get back into the whole you know what? I might do a whole show like that. Maybe I'll come on here and actually smoke some pot while I'm talking to you guys. Right? No, I have so many people that, that I behind the scenes would kick my ass for being inebriated on the air. That's why I don't do it where other people get on the air and they're drink, drinking and smoking pot. I didn't even do it on 420. Did a whole show on 420 and I was the only person who wasn't high during the show. <laughs> right? But I do smoke it. Here, let me show you. I mean, it's it's legal where I live. So here's a little bit of what I got. Bling. Looky, looky. Yummy, yummy. Smoker, smoker. Now I'm going to have the cops come over here and go, that's over the legal limit for your own personal stash, bro. We're going to have to take some of it and smoke. I mean, take some of that and fine you for it. Right. <laughs> All right, guys, I love you wherever you're at around the world. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into this show. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Have a great night. Have a great day. Have a great morrow, depending on where you are. I will tune in on my Friday night at 4 p.m., which may already be your Friday if you're anywhere in any other place on the planet east from me past the, you know, the, a certain line. You are already tomorrow. Some of you are tomorrow, and I'm just – there's the only people that are that are so far back in time with me is Alaska, Hawaii, and a couple other, you know, Fiji and, and a couple other Pacific islands out here. We're the, we're the last remnants of behind the time. You guys are all living in the future compared to us. So that's how, that's how tweaky we are. 
right? We're not only these, these hey, laid back Californians, bro. We're so laid back. We're behind everybody in time, dude. Uh, right? Think about that from my perspective. You guys are running way ahead of time, dude. I'm not late. I'm just in California, buddy. <laughs> right? Hang 10, dude. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night.